You are listening to the Power and Pros Podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You're tuned in to another episode of the Power and Pros Podcast. I hope that y'all had a great Thanksgiving last week. Your girl took a beat, okay? Um, But we are back and we are better, kind of, <laughs> this week. Um, So last time that we connected, your girl went to LA. If you haven't already checked out my Step It Out on Faith LA vlog, get into it. It is live on YouTube right now. And this is one of my favorite vlogs so far. One, just because I really was stepping out on faith when I went to LA. But also... Vlogging is just, I don't know, it's getting kind of fun for me. It's fun. Um, so check it out. Be sure that you follow along on the journey. If you've been listening for the past couple episodes, and you know your girl lost her job. And we're trying to figure out what's next for us. And part of that, I think, is the city of Los Angeles. It has something to do with my story. And I physically needed to touch the soil and be in the space. Be sure that you check that out. And actually, part of me needing to touch that soil was so that I could touch the vision that I had in my mind. Have you ever like thought about something and then you're like, this doesn't seem real or I don't know, like it seems close, but it's far. That's how I felt. I was like, I don't know what the next thing is for me. I don't know how the visions that I have are going to pop off. I don't know how I'm going to be able to touch the things that I have in my mind. But for some reason, I felt that I was closer than ever. For some reason, I'm like, if I go forward, I can do this thing. And so um, I'll give a little backstory, actually. I thought I was going to go to LA with my job. And then I thought I was going to go with this other opportunity that I had with this little side gig I've been doing or whatever. And so both of those opportunities fell through. And so um, there is a conference called Ad Color, which is for young advertising professionals. And girl, I'm an advertising professional. <laughs> so I wanted to be in the space. Actually, if you look at um, this frame in my room, it says Ad Color Futures. I was at Ad Color Future in 2018. And so being a part of that program from 2018 up and through the pandemic, everything. I mean, like supporting new futures that are coming through and being on a panel to talk to them about what it means, right, to just fully stand up in this program and to show up and show out for themselves, for their companies, for their futures. It's just something that is really dope. And then people and the resources and the experiences that I've been able to get has just been unmatched. And so that's just something that I'm used to, right? But I had to be open to God doing it a new way. And so I kind of gave up about going to LA this year, to be honest with you. I was like, look, money ain't looking how I want it to look. And what am I going out there for? I don't have a ticket to the conference. I don't have the things that I feel like I need to have. And so it's over with. It's done. I just have to go another time, child. And then this small thought happened. What if? What if you do go? What if you do have enough money? What if the stars will align where you don't have to be on the conference grounds the whole time, but you could be at these other things and they'll be just as, if not more beneficial for you. And so that small thought, I had to check, where is that coming from? And part of it 
was my desire, right? I wanted to go, but then I went a level deeper. Why do I want to go? Where is that desire coming from? Why why is Los Angeles speaking to me right now? And then I went a level deeper. Okay, what happens if you don't go? What happens if you do go? And all of that, I started to just check, check, check. And the more that I did, the more clarity that I got about who I am in this season, about what I think God is doing, about who is partnering with me on that journey. And a lot of things just started to align. So the whole reason why I was even able to go to LA, y'all, my therapist, shout out to my therapist, like for real, for real, for real, for real. I've been talking to y'all about my therapist for a while. That is my girl. Um, She is a Christian woman. She is older than me. Okay. And so I love that. Like she has some wisdom. She's lived through some things. She's gone through some trauma. She's done her own work. And I've been working with her in January. It'll be two years. And she really has just seen seen me, babe, just through it all. And so I was talking to her about it. And the more that I'm talking to her, she felt a conviction that, yeah, like you need to be there. Like you have to be in this space. God is leading you to this moment. And so I got confirmation through somebody else by me sharing. We always talk about that power in pros. The power ain't just for you to notice, it's other people. Other people will see what you're doing. They'll see your vision. They'll see what you got going on. And they'll be like, yeah, like I see it. Like I get exactly what you're doing. And so my lovely, beautiful God sent therapist, y'all, is not charging me for her services for December. I'm still going to see her twice in December, but she is not charging me for December. And she was like, when we hang up, use the money that you would have gave me for a flight go to LA, network, have a good time, and send me some pictures when you get back. I started bawling, crying. And it was because I did my own checks and balances beforehand, but I didn't book a flight yet. I didn't do, I still wasn't fully convinced that I was right. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm right. Or actually I was convinced I was right, but I was scared, y'all. I was terrified. And I was like, what? What is going to be the outcome of this? What's going to be the benefit? Am I going to fully see a return on investment here? Like, what am I doing? What's actually happening? And how do I know? How do I know? And so for me to get on a call with somebody else, talk to them about my life, talk to them about what I'm thinking, what I'm praying, what I'm hoping for, and for them to um, take a deficit on something that would benefit them, right? My money that I send my therapist every month benefits her because it's money that's going into her account every month, okay? And so for her to be like, no, you're good because I want you to use that for something that will benefit you. And then we pray together. We've never, we don't pray in our sessions. You know what I'm saying? So just, I don't know, there was a move that happened in that moment. And what happened for me was another check of like, I'm with you. Another check of I'm guiding you in this moment that what's happening ain't just by happenstance or the circumstance. Like this is a divine moment that you're walking in. And it took a lot and the partnership of somebody else's faith for me to fully get there and believe that. And so that was the kickoff of me even just getting to a flight, babe. Then I had to find a flight, honey, um, that was within the time I needed. I had to ask for somewhere to stay with a friend, like all of these things happen. And then I ended up having a great time. Again, check out the vlog if you haven't already. And then I get there, right? And as I'm there, I decided, so I talked to my therapist, she was like, yeah, look at an apartment while you're out there. And I already thought that. I was like, I'm gonna look at at least one apartment while I'm out there because I really feel like this is the next, this is where I'm going to be. And so I am out there. It's like the second to last day of me being in LA. 
And I, this is the day where the conference is over at this point and my friends are working, child. And there's just a day where I could go view at least one apartment, but I really could have viewed more. And so um, my friend's roommate came into the kitchen. We're talking. And then she was like, oh, yeah, you're going to look at apartments today, right? And so, again, she knew that because I told her that because that was the plan. That's something that me and a guy was aligned to, something my therapist was rooting me on for, something I was rooting myself on for. Like a month ago, I had wrote down different apartment buildings, the deposit, if it included parking or not. I don't even have a car yet. Like I'm thinking about all of these things, right? And so I knew the plan and I had a spreadsheet already of what places I liked. I started to kind of rank them a little bit. So if I could only choose one place, I could. it was easy. The process was easy. It wasn't like I was out there searching. I did the work beforehand. All I had to do was make an appointment for a viewing and go. We get to that day. And she was like, oh, yeah, well, they're going to ask for a move-in date. Like, what are you going to tell them? And she said it in a better way than what I just said just now. It was just like an open-ended, oh, yeah, like, what's she going to say, girl? Like, what's the plan? Da, 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 da. And that question, that thought crippled me. It crippled me. And it went from her asking something, then getting some water and going back to her room and leaving me in the kitchen, honey, to me thinking, like, yeah, what are you going to say? When are you going to move? When are you going to get a job? How do you know this is the right place? How do you know what's going on? Like, I really started to just spiral down in thoughts that weren't brought up in my sessions. They weren't in my prayers to God. They weren't in my notebook. They weren't in the word. Like, if I went on that thought pattern and tried to find a scripture to match up with what I was saying to myself in that moment, I wouldn't have found one because it wasn't in line with what God had destined for me at that time, right? And so I had to check my sources. And I'm gonna be honest with y'all, it didn't happen that day. I didn't look at apartments that day. It didn't happen. It halted my plan. And it was for hours. Like this was like in the afternoon. And I didn't start um, reaching out to people until about like 5.45, 6-ish that night. And it was because... I didn't do the work to check my sources. I allowed a faulty narrative to come in and just take over what I had going on at the time. And that's really tragic because that happens so often. And it could be for real, just a a question from a person. I just met that girl like five days ago. I had a plan and I've been praying and talking about what's next for me for over a year. I've been applying to jobs for over a year. And then last year, actually in 2021, I had applied to a job in LA. I didn't get it. And I was like, okay, cool. I just stay in New York. Like I didn't even think much about it. Where now I feel that that is the place, you know what I'm saying? And so I've been on a journey with LA for a minute and I let somebody that I met, sweet girl, love her down. Like she's beautiful. She really, she teed me up when I was in LA and I'm so, so, so thankful for her um, and her spirit. She's like a beautiful person, but I let somebody that I met for five days throw off a plan that I've had with God that's been walking with me on the journey each and every day. I've let a narrative that I told myself, all right, when we go to LA, we're going to make it pop. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to use this time and we're going to use it well. That's something that I had um, stored within me. I had a foundation on how I was going to use my time and it went 
exactly like that. Like when I say LA pops off, like I had a great time. That's really how it was. And I was connecting with people. Um, I was owning my story and where I was with people. When I saw old people, when I saw new people for the first time, I'm like, hi, my name is Destiny. I'm da da da. I'm looking for this. I've previously done that. This is what brings me joy. This is what I don't really like so much. Like I, I'm working the rooms, babe. And this one moment, this one question, this one thing, I let it be like, am I right? Do I know what's really going on? Are the plans that I have, the plans that I feel are downloads from God, the relations that I'm getting, are that a real T? Did I hear it wrong? Am I just dreaming? Am I wishing on a star? Did you hear that right? And I let that spiral me for the rest of the day. I know I had checked out because I ended up taking a nap. I was like laid down. I was like, you know what? I will clock back in later. Right now, I can't even sit with the weight of trying to figure out, am I going to do this or am I not? Am I, what am I going to say? How am I going to own my story at this time? And so I took a beat and then I woke up and I was like, you tripping. And in that tripping moment, in that moment of you still have time, you can still do this. That's when I started reaching out. Most places were closed and it's like, you got to view the next day. I was leaving the next day and I was like, okay, my flight is not until 12, 15. We go see an apartment before 1215, like period. Before we go to that airport, we're going to make it happen. And I did. And it's because I had to check my sources. Where are these thoughts coming from? Where's that narrative coming from? Why do you think that? Where are you getting that from? And I had to make the decision that my faith was enough. I had to decide that, yeah, I don't know what's next. I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to move to LA. I have no idea. I don't know when I'm going to have a job. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing about nothing. But I know that in this moment right now, I have this apartment uh, number and I have their email. And I can set up a viewing. I do know that. I know that I'm in LA right now. I know that me getting here was a blessing. I know that me getting here was me partnering with somebody else's faith to have faith enough in me that they can lose out on money so that I could use the bread to book a flight. I know that I've had friends from church pray over me getting there. I've had my mom giving me encouragement. My sister giving me encouragement. My um prayer call, my God, prayer call was that week. The November prayer call was um the beginning of the week. And then when I got to LA, I finished out the prayer call, waking up at 4 a.m. to pray with some girlies. That was one of my best prayer calls while I'm in L.A. Even that, like them praying over the week when I connect with people, having the right recruiters and folks in my face. Like I've had people come around and, and surround me in this moment. And that's it. Like I know that. And I know that this moment is divine enough that I'm not going to let it pass me by. And so your girl reached out to some people. They got back to me and I had a viewing the next day. Checking your sources is important. Okay, so I'm a, I was a journalism major when I was in school. And when you're a journalist, when you're writing something, when you are an authoritative voice or figure and you are getting information from somebody else, you want to check your sources. If somebody's like, yo, I have the tea on this. Yo, I was at the scene of the crime on this. Hey, this corporation is doing X thing. They're giving money to the X person and they're going to release it on this day. All of that. Somebody's coming to you as the journalist, as the authoritative voice, as the person who is going to be dropping the knowledge for the masses, right? You have to check your sources. Checking your sources is imperative. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if your source is right, it can set you up beyond the story. It can set you up beyond the moment that you are in. Think about TMZ. 
because TMZ gets it right, listen, let me tell you, if somebody passes and TMZ said that they passed, everybody takes that as bond. That person is no longer on this earth. And it's because of one time that they reported it and they got it right. And then the next time they reported it and they got it right. And now up to this point, they have a reputation as being an authoritative figure and being able to deliver the news to the masses when somebody has passed. The same thing with certain news outlets. If somebody says like, okay, I'll look at ESPN. If ESPN say that so-and-so has won this basketball game, that's who won. I'm not going to believe a fan page of the Lakers because I'm like, you know, people be saying if they seem lost, but you know what I mean? ESPN is an authoritative figure in sports. So if I wasn't able to tune in and watch something, if I wasn't able to interview LeBron James and get a quote, I trust that they have checked their sources. I trust that if they said something, it is authoritative. That's it. It is the truth. And the same thing is said for us in our lives when we get it wrong, when we don't check our sources. It can set us up to have to go through things that wasn't designed for us to go through at that moment, at that time, or just in general in our lives. Let me tell y'all, <laughs> it was a time in school. I did something so dumb. I did something so dumb that I can't believe I did it. And it really messed me up. Like it really did. I was writing a paper and it was it was a struggle for me. Like it was really hard. I picked a hard topic. I don't remember if I picked it or if my professor had assigned topics to the class, but I had to report a story on something. And it was very, very hard to line up the quotes that I got and just to tie all the things together. It just was like, I was missing something in what I wrote. And I felt so close. My deadline also was close. And I was like, I'm almost there, but I'm missing something. And so what I decided to do is I went to the authoritative figure of my college town. We had this newspaper. And so I found a story that was kind of similar or was it was something like what I was trying to do. And there was this one paragraph. Where I was like, yeah, I need something like this. I need something that tied. They tied the quotes that they got and they tied like the moral of the story right at the end because I was on like the last paragraph. They tied it together in a way that was just harmonious and it made sense. And I didn't feel confused at the end of the story. I understood why they interviewed that person. I understood why they had a picture of that place and it all made sense. And so I decided that I was going to take that paragraph, their source, right? And put it in my article. And so once I did that, I read over what I did and I was like, exactly, this is what I'm looking for. And then somebody called me. So when they called me, they were like, oh, you have you eaten yet? Let's go eat. We'll do out. And I hadn't eaten yet because I've been in the library, like going in on this story. So I was like, yes, let's go eat. Let's whatever. So I go and eat and then we start kicking. We walk around campus. We doing whatever. And then later on that night, I was like, oh, my paper is doing like 10 minutes and I didn't submit it because I'm not done. And so I looked at it and then I see that there's a paragraph there. The last time I remember looking at this article, I did not have all the word. I didn't hit the word count that I needed. When I look at it now with 10 minutes left, I was like, oh, maybe I did finish it. Mind you, I didn't check my sources. I didn't reread it and see what's all up in here. I just was like, okay, I got 10 minutes to spare. And it looks like 
desk of a couple hours ago did the work. So I submit the paper, y'all, with a paragraph in there that completely, and I'm talking about the entire paragraph. It wasn't like I took a sentence. It wasn't like I took a word or two. A whole paragraph of somebody else's thoughts, somebody else's word choice, somebody else's thinking pattern is in my article. And I submitted that as my truth, as my work. And what happened was I got flagged in the system because my teacher had, there's this thing where when you submit your article, babe, they're going to see if there's some plagiarism going on. They're going to check that source. And when they check mine, it was flagged that I took somebody else's thought, somebody else's train of thinking, their words, and posed it as my own. And what happened was I got a deep on the paper. Let's start there. And it would have been great. Hey, let me tell y'all, I was on a roll. It would have been good, but I did not do the work to check my sources. And so I got a D. I needed to not get a D because there was only so many papers for that class. So if you, you do bad on one, it's up and stuff. You got to take that over. I never had to take a class over in my college career. I had to take that class over in the summer are you joking? Like I, it devastated me. It messed up my confidence. It messed up my school's trust in me. Right. I, I felt I was on probation for a semester because you're a journalism major. Like you can't do that. Like we need to trust that you're going to be an authoritative figure in what you're saying. We're going to have to trust that if we're sending you out into the city to talk to people that you're not going to twist and contort their words. We have to trust that you're going to respect your fellow journalists, your fellow writers and what they're doing and not steal their work. And so I was on a probation period because at the time my school didn't have trust that I was that type of person. And so it was just a lot that I, I had to pay more money because now I got to go to summer school. I got to stay in this town during the summertime. Like who wanted to do that? Like, you know, and so all of these things happen, which turned out, it turned out to be fine. Your girl graduated. Like we all good. We sitting here, we, we cool. But that was a moment of, um, a lack of checking your sources of a moment where you took somebody else's thought as your own and it led to detrimental effects. And I did that same thing in LA. I did that same thing. I took somebody else's train of thought of what are you going to say? It's like, it's simple. I choose a date off the calendar. And that's exactly what I did. I picked a day and whether I move on that day or not is not the, the case, the end result. In that moment, I have faith enough simply to reach out to the place and say, hey, I'm looking to move in on this day. And so I would love to view an apartment tomorrow if you have the availability. That's it. That's the sentence, right? And it didn't have to be this huge thing of like, oh, am I going to get a job and have the money and the funds enough to be able to move across the country by this day? That ain't up to me. That is God's problem, right? And it really didn't matter for the time. I just needed to get in that building. I just needed to be in that space. I needed to have the videos that I have now on my phone so I can pray about that apartment building because that's where I want to be. That's all I needed the faith for. Everything else Big G gonna handle, right? And so where I failed to realize at the time, the day when I was supposed to view the place is that I took somebody else's train of thought. I took somebody else's thought pattern and what they were, were going through in their mind. And I made that my center. I made that my source on how I was gonna go forward. And we do that so 
often. What other people say is trendy. All of a sudden now, if you don't have that, you feel like you're not on the mark or that, you know what I'm saying? You look tacky out here in the streets. Or if you don't achieve X thing, Forbes 30 under 30 just dropped. And I saw somebody just tweet, oh, if you're not on the list, your work still has value. And you know why they felt they had to tweet that? Because there are people that don't feel that. They feel that if they are not on that list or they didn't achieve X thing by X time, if they don't have X recognition, that their work doesn't hold the same value or the same weight to the masses. And what we have to remember is to check our sources. Where are those narratives coming from? Where are we getting those things? Some stuff ties back to childhood. Something's tied to the norm of the sphere that you hang around, the people that you're with, the industry that you're in. And it's okay, right? We are in the world. And so because we're in the world, because we're in certain rooms, because we're around certain people, there are naturally just going to be habits, ideas, thoughts that people have that we're just privy to. We don't have to allow it to become things that we subscribe to, but it's things that we have knowledge of. It's things that we hear and we're aware of, right? And sometimes awareness leaves the awareness bucket and starts to become something that you adhere to. And when you adhere to things, when you allow things to start to form to be your own habits, when you allow things to start to be a way um, that you philosophize your life under, you have to check where is it coming from. And when I did that and I was like, okay, I saying that date to the apartment people, that is walking my faith and not by sight. That is every place that my feet shall touch shall be given to me upon the Lord. Like those are scriptures that I can lean on, right? Me saying that I'm not going to be able to dwell in a place or me saying like, oh, maybe God's not going to do it. Me saying, oh, what am I doing? I can't lean to scriptures that align with that. I can't lead to a, a name that God calls me that aligns with that train of thought. And so that means that the source wasn't from the Lord. It wasn't from God. And so because it wasn't from him, it's something that I still had a choice. Either I can subscribe to it, but I have to understand that this ain't a train of thought that the Lord has led me to, or I could release myself from being under that chokehold and deciding that I'm going to subscribe to something else. And that is ultimately what I decided to do. And that is how I was able to view an apartment while I was out there. And that has really fanned the flames in my face to be like, yeah, when people are like, oh, do you know where you're going to move out there or what's next or da, da, da. I now have a vision. I want to work in this industry doing this thing for these type of people. I want to live in this part of town, in this apartment. I actually even started looking. They have a map on there, I have some apartment numbers that if I apply for a place, these are the apartment numbers that are vacant that I want to move into because they have this view or they're by this place, right? Like I can get that down and dirty in my prayers, in my details with others, in the visions, in the daydreams that I have, because I dare to allow myself to subscribe to a thinking that aligned with God, aligned with what I'm hoping for him to do, that aligned with my faith, not the faith of anybody else. And so the power tool for today is simply your source. Check your sources. Where is it coming from? Where are you getting that information? If you've hit the word counts, if you feel like something is complete, how is it complete? What are the particles that make up the article of your life that you are walking out? Is it something that brings glory to God? Is it something that is building up your spirit, man, where you're like, yeah, period. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is where I'm supposed to go. And is it something that can inspire somebody else's faith? 
my belief before I went to that city, before I got on that plane, babe, I had such a conviction that my friends were like, oh, period. Like my friend was looking at flights with me. My sister was looking at flights with me. My sister was ready to give me some bread if I needed it so I could get on that plane. Like my faith in myself, my faith in my journey, my faith in God and where he's calling me, my faith in my calling and my purpose and who I'm supposed to serve in this next season of my life inspired other people to move. I got a text from somebody saying that, my faith and how I was willing to step out inspired them in this season of their life. They didn't even tell me what they got going on, but something that I have going on, something that I'm doing, and they're not in my industry. They're not my age. They're not trying to do the same thing that I'm doing, right? But something that I'm doing and how I'm going about it sparked faith in them. Can you say the same about what is going on in this moment, on this day in your life? If you can, then your source might just be the right thing because we're called to be salt and light here in the earth. We're called to make disciples of other people. We're called to have others walk in their faith. We're called to shine a light on other people so that they feel like they're encouraged to go forward in the thing that God has called them to do. And you can do that just by you waking up and doing your thing here on this earth. If you are tearing other people down, if after they encounter you, they feel a bit more sad and insecure about what they have going on, check your source? Are you speaking life? Are you drilling from the well that Jesus has provided? You want to check that. It is available to you no matter where you are, no matter how dreary and cloudy the situation may be, it is available. The right sources are there. The right foundation is there and you can build upon it. And when the rain comes and when the wind blows, you will be able to stand. Check your sources. I love you guys. I hope that this has been helpful. I am so happy to be back on the airwaves, y'all. You really just bring me some joy. Do y'all see the glow? Like, I feel really, really, really good. I put on my love, my little um, jewelry for y'all. <laughs> um, and so I just thank you for each and every listener, how y'all have been rocking with me, supporting me throughout this year. And I pray that each and every time I hop on the mic, I provide the same to each of you. And so if that is true and you've been rocking with your girl and you love the content, be sure that you like, comment, subscribe, rate and review the show and share it with a friend that might need some encouragement to help them get some power to endure the week. If you haven't already, be sure that you subscribe to the Pros and Praise Pages newsletter. I'll actually be sending out the newsletter tomorrow versus today. So if you are listening when the episode comes out, then there is still a chance to send with a friend and they can get the encouragement from this week's newsletter. And if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, be sure that you do that. I'm sharing the vlogs on there, honey. And if there's some other content that you want to see from your girl that would inspire the power in your pros, or if there's just a new avenue that I could travel down and you think I should know about it, send me an email. I love to get emails from you guys to respond, to have a look key key via Gmail. So you can hit me at what's up at powerandpros.com. I love you guys. Remember to profess your power and that's power and pros. Bye.